0: Whatever family members, because your family members are going to really need your help in about two minutes time, okay, trust me and then you can all come back and
1: The reading is from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 to 10, Proverbs chapter 3 My son, do not forget my teaching but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favour and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. This
0: is the word of the Lord. Um, You need your Bibles open at this point. So if you haven't got a Bible with you, there's one. Father, continue to speak to us right now as I speak and day by day, week by week, direct us. Amen. We just feel we've got a prompting of the Spirit if um, somebody's got something corporately that they needed to share, that they've just heard. If there isn't, that's fine. It's just me trying too hard. But I just thought I'd give the opportunity in case. That's fine. Let's move on. So, how often we say we're going to do something and then life crowds in, preventing us or we mean to make that phone call and then we remember just as we've turned in for the night is it just me that says yes, 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 I'm definitely going to do that absolutely, not a problem and then die of embarrassment when people say so is that done? way after the deadline. Just me then. No, no, perhaps not. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I'm sure we've all heard that. We're all great at intending to follow through and failing. And guess what? God knows that. He does. God already knows that. He knows us inside out, upside down, back to front. After all, he knitted us together in, his, in our mother's wombs. He constructed us. He knows what we're like. And that's why the Bible is full of help and advice on how to live and how to operate. So the first 12 verses of this particular passage, psalm um, sorry, Proverbs 3, <laughs> It's often described as our duty to God. And it goes, our duty to God, our duty to man. um, I I can't remember the last two bits. But it's a very well set out passage. And it's a dad telling his offspring of the benefits of his life experience and his knowledge and encouraging him to live a godly life. And I wonder if his son is like many of us going, yeah, right. right. Yeah, like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, like you know what I'm going through. Again, maybe that's just me, growing up. Having that with my parents numerous times. And going, yeah, Dad, of course you know what it's like. Forgetting, of course, that he lived through the swinging 60s. Even now, there are many times when I listen to those with more life expectancy So, with more life experience than me. And I listen expectantly, and then just want the ground to open up and swallow me whole. I want to stick my fingers in my ear and go, la, 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 la. Unfortunately, this is mostly because I'm acutely aware that what they're saying is true. It's wisdom. And I've got to change. And I don't want to change. I don't want to grow up. Why would I want to do that? Or again, perhaps I'm the only one like that. Who wants to become mature? Who wants to be responsible? Who wants to be sensible? Well, if I'm truthful, me, actually. But my fleshly self fights against me. The beauty of this passage is it's, as um, Lucy pointed out, it's one of the parts of the Bible that gives us cause and effect. If you, then you. If you, then you. Now that doesn't exclude God's grace, but it's advice on how to live. If we allow love and faithfulness, loyalty and kindness to direct our hearts, to guide our actions, our thoughts, our deeds, then we will find positive favour with those whom we come into contact with, and with God. If we keep God's commands if we do the stuff he teaches us, if we allow it to permeate our hearts, then we will have a long and fulfilled life with all our needs met. When we trust in God completely, totally, when we allow him to direct us, we hear him clearer and he's able to direct us smoothly in the direction that he wants us to go. When we respect God, living in the full knowledge of his glory and his majesty, his power and his authority, while at the same time, keeping away from evil, if we do that, the Bible tells us we will be healthy and strong. If we honour God with everything we own, and we give him the first and the best, then we will be fruitful, abundantly fruitful. After all, who owns all the donuts? God owns all the donuts. Who owns all the mobile phones? God owns all the mobile phones. Who owns all the street lamps? God owns all the street lamps. Who owns all the motor cars? God owns all the motor cars. Who owns every speck of dirt? God owns every speck of dirt because the Bible tells us the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So tell me what you think of this story. A man had two sons. He went to the first and he said, Son, go out for the day and labour in the vineyard. Work in the vineyard for me. And the son turned round to his dad and said, I don't want to. But then later on, he thought better of it. And he went and did the work for his dad. The father told the second son to do the same. The second son said, sure, glad, brilliant, fantastic. Yeah, I'll do that, no problem, be there. But he never went. Which of the two sons did what the dad asked? Which of the two sons did what the father asked? The first. I'm glad you said that, because that's what the disciples said as well. Whew, we're all right. Of course, you all know the story. It's the proverb uh, in Matthew 21, verses 28 to 32. It goes on to say, Jesus said, yes, and I tell you that the crooks and the whores who are going to precede you into God's kingdom, John came to you, showing you the right road. You turned up your noses at him, but the crooks and others believed him. Even when you saw their changed lives, you didn't care enough to change and believe him. God is in the business of change. I know it personally, and I know it corporately. God is in the business of change. Jesus shows us an ideal of a way to live for God. The problem is, Jesus' ideal is unattainable because we're human. We aim to become more like Jesus. We aim to be more in the way that he lived. But because we're human and we sin, we can never, ever achieve that. So what we aim to do instead is to change day by day, little by little, step by step. Getting closer and closer to how Jesus lived, how Jesus was, how Jesus interacted with others. Allowing God to change us a little at a time. Now and, now and again, he does massive chunks. But if we take the little baby steps, then he can meet us and help us jump. So often in my life, my good intentions get lost they get drowned by the business of life. I try and bite off too much. Try and change too much too quickly and get discouraged, downheartened. I try and do it in secret so that if I fail, then no one will know with no one to keep me accountable, with no one to cheerlead me. I've I've, I've got to divert at this point. I am so lucky. I am the most fortunate person in this church because I've got honkers. What? I've got honkers. Right. This was brilliant UCB stuff. When you've got geese flying, you've got the lead goose and it's leading and then you all know that the other geese fan out in a V and they, re- they ride the currents of the first goose so it's much easier to, uh, to fly. However, one of the most important jobs when you're flying as a goose is the people at the back. The people who encourage the goose to go on. The honkers. That's why when you see geese flying overhead, you'll hear a horrible racket. When you hear the horrible racket, that means the person at the front leading has been doing it for a little while and is getting tired. is getting worn out. is getting disillusioned. And the people at the back are going, honk, honk, keep going, honk. I'm going to encourage you, honk. Come on, we can do this. Honk. Honkers. And I've got some honkers in this church. I've got some people who honk for me. Who come up to me and go, Paul, keep going. Paul, go for it. Paul, we're with you on this. Paul, I can't do that, but I can encourage you to do it. Equally, honkers, if you understand and I don't fully understand this, I'll be honest, how geese structure works and how head gooses and lower gooses and boss gooses and follower gooses works but the other job of honkers is is to um discipline one another so that's why you get the snapping bills and pulling out of tail feathers and keeping people in order and i've got one or two of them here as well who go paul honk you're being a prat paul honk stop it paul honk come on did you really think that was a good idea get yourself some honkers Br- I tell you, a, that's brilliant. I've got honkers who encourage me. Sorry, I know that's a diversion. I'll go back to my script now. I apologise. but Thank you, my honkers. You know who you are. So, instead of good intentions, we need to believe that what the Bible tells us is true. And we need to let it soak into our lives. Like Mike said, we need to allow that soft tissue To open up and let the Bible permeate it. All sin comes from the heart. You can't do anything in your head unless your heart allows it. So, you have to have your your heart full of God, heart full of Bible. Let it soak in there. We need to let down our masks, we need to put down our walls, we need to open ourselves up, even if it's just a tiny, tiny little crack. And we need to show our brothers and sisters, our failings, our struggles, our weaknesses. We need to become family. We need to care for one another. And we need to know that we can stand up in a small group, because it is quite scary to stand up in front of all of you and go, I'm an overeater, help me. It's quite terrifying in front of all of you, but in a small group it's, it's a little easier. We need to be honest about our failings and our struggles so we can support one another. Because I don't think anyone here is perfect. Anyone here perfect? Anyone want to admit to that? No? Fantastic. I'm not the only one who's messing it up then. Brilliant. We need to support one another. We need to allow God and the Holy Spirit to make us more like Jesus. We need to help one another sharpen each other, knock the edges off to become more beautiful. We need to let God speak to us and truly believe that what he says will happen is going to happen. We need to allow that his word, when when God brings his word, that what it says in there will happen and that it, it, it affects us so that we believe, we have faith. So in closing, let us resolve this new year to let God lead. Let us as a church family support one another. Let us all follow in the direction that God has for us, both individually and corporately, aiming to be more like Jesus and knowing more of the power of the Bible in our lives. Let us become more prayerful and become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Let us go in the unity that comes from God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh. and I will try and get up to date with my phone calls and emails hold me to it